2: the lead play in our, in our offense. We ask our YN, or a tight end, to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet to get an isolation with the with the linebacker. We tell the tackle, to take the defensive end, if he's over him, if he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around look at this way when we're trying to get it to see you here and to see you here and try to run this way in the alley
3: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you want to email us, you can reach us at PackersTotalAccess at GMO.com. You can text us 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim live in Green Bay. We got Emilio down here in Tennessee. I just took a picture of the screen because both of you were looking on your phone as we were rolling the intro video. It looks like y'all are praying.
0: You're both like this. <laughs>
4: Got to get ready for the game.
3: Please, God, don't let this show get off the rails tonight. That's what you guys were thinking, right, bro?
0: Pray, please, please, dear baby Jesus, give us a Christmas victory.
3: <laughs> Just a Christmas miracle, please, please. Um, all right, so a couple things want to lead off with here real quick. Uh, tomorrow morning, good morning, Lambeau. It looks like everything's queued up um, to have Daryl Thompson on the show, okay? If you guys don't know who Daryl Thompson is, he was a running back for the Green Bay Packers. I think he was drafted in 1990, and he played with them. Gosh, I think it was through 95, 96 maybe. But uh, he was basically on that team in 92, 93, and 94. I know that for sure. And really wanted to get his perspective on like, hey, what was it like? Because 92 was the year where things just kind of turned around, right? It was 9-7, nine and seven, 93, 9-7, nine 94, 9-7, nine and seven. then 95. You go a little deeper in the playoffs, 96. Obviously, you win a Super Bowl. Um, I'm not sure if he was on the Super Bowl team. But regardless, just want to get his take because we're kind of in a, in a similar spot, right? This thing could propel into the next dynasty for the Packers. It could completely tank, right? I think we all agree with that. We're not sure exactly which direction it's going to go in, but just wanted to kind of get his take on that. I thought that would be really cool. Another thing I want to promote here real quick, you guys know Matt Ramage on Twitter, right? At Matt Ramage, at M-A-T-T-R-A-M-A-G-E. He's helping raise money in a GoFummy. It says, help uh, area... With her battle against leukemia, okay. So he knows someone who uh, obviously their child is uh, is dealing with uh, the awfulness that is leukemia, and they're raising money for that family. So they've got a five thousand dollar goal. They're already over like two grand or something. So anytime you've got a GoFundMe like this, you shouldn't just want to hit the goal. You should blow it out of the damn water, right? right. That that should be the goal. So what we're gonna do? I've got an autographed Paul Hornung jersey. I just reached out to Matt right now, and uh, I'm gonna donate that Paul Hornung jersey to Matt. So anyone who donates to this GoFundMe, you're going to be entered into a contest to win that jersey. OK, so it's just a way we can flip an awesome piece of memorabilia autographed by Packer Hall of Famer Paul Horn and the Golden Boy and uh, and help raise some more money for this family. Obviously, dealing with the uh, the horrible situation they're in here with uh, with uh, area, you know, facing leukemia. So man, that's tough. It's just it's tough to even read, man, think, a, a little kid like that. You know, shouldn't be worrying about, you know, putting their body through whatever it may be, radiation, whatever it is. Um, so let's just see if we can be a blessing and and just absolutely force that. Right. So let's let's take yeah. care of that again. Um, just anybody who donates from this point forward in the GoFundMe, you will be entered into the contest. So uh, I know many people will donate just to donate. And that's just the type of listeners we've got. I know I'm going to donate as soon as we yep. get off of here. Um, so, uh, you know, a. It, it's just cool that we can, like I said, give a piece of memorabilia too.
0: So and give, give we- what you can. Everyone can donate at different levels. You know, you, you might think you only have a little bit to to spare, and it's not much. But trust me, at all, it all adds up. And if
3: it's a job, anything
0: you can do. Yep, absolutely. Just uh, whatever sure the
3: minimum is. Get yeah. it up. Absolutely. Very well said. I'm glad you said that, Tim, because people hear that sometimes are like, Man, I ain't got that much to give. I ain't gonna give a dollar. No, a dollar. dollars,
0: five dollars, whatever, $1, whatever you have, you know, it all it all yeah. adds up.
3: Definitely. So again, just keep that in mind, guys, and we appreciate y'all doing that. All right, let's kind of get into the show here. I was gonna go around the horn, but I was already getting started late. I was on the phone with Matt and messaging with uh with Mr. Thompson and trying to get things lined up. I need a bookie's what I need, guys.
4: That's what yeah, I mean. there we go.
3: So Let's talk about the injuries real quick. Obviously, a ton of news came out. We got the injury designations, all that stuff today. Rob Damoski tweeted out, No, it's noteworthy that Aaron Jones didn't have any injury designation. And LaFleur also said he feels good about where A.J. Dillon is at with his broken thumb and per- perhaps being able to play with it. So we may be getting A.J. back. And it sounds like Aaron has no restrictions now, which is really cool. Ryan Wood also tweeted out, Aaron Jones, not on the injury report after a a season, basically, of being on the injury report, might be the freshest he's been since week one. LaFleur said, quote, he looked good all week. He had no complaints. Hopefully, he stays that way, end of quote. Uh, Then LaFleur knocked three times on the wooden podium, they said. So uh, just to kind of give you guys an idea of where Aaron Jones is at, you know, many – Many Packer fans don't want to talk about playoffs, but the fact of the matter is we're still in the hunt, right? Right. I we'll think the playoffs are not. The goal should be to to win out, period, case closed, right? In this season on a good note. I think getting Aaron Jones back would be huge, Tim. What do you think, now?
0: Oh, yeah. In any way he can contribute. You know, we talked about getting him a lot of touches versus a little bit of touches. Um, yeah. I'll take any, any sprinkling of Aaron Jones that we can get, um, especially with Dylan still dealing with that thumb. And, uh, you know, Kenyon Drake kind of being uh, a wild card. You know, we haven't we haven't seen much. We don't really know what we're going to get out of him. Um, I mean, I, I do know that he's got a pretty good grasp of the offense, which is good. But, I mean, you need Aaron Jones out there. Um, you yeah. know, he contributes in a lot of ways. You, you say what you want about production. He's still someone that those defenses have to account for out there. And uh, you can run a lot of stuff off of uh, Aaron Jones as well as just utilizing him in the run game. So hopefully we get him back hmm.
4: You yeah. said it there, Tim. And Matt said it in his uh, interview. Uh, you know, you're not you might not be as fresh as you were week one, obviously, but I'll, I'll take him not being on that injury report. That's you'd love to see him. man. I want to crank that sombrero back out. Let's get it torn up. Uh, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. You know, let's get him back out there. A couple Texas routes.
3: Hey, that tech. I I still dream about that Texas route, in Chicago, bro. <laughs> angle route, whatever you want to call. Some people are yeah. saying choice route. I'm like, how the hell do you know it's a choice route? I mean, you mm-hmm. you reading his mind. He ran an angle route. <laughs> but Maybe we can throw him in work. one
0: of those
4: uh, orbit motions. Just, yeah. to, just to see what the defense thinks of that. <laughs> the same <laughs> one that works in Madden, you know. So it's you might it might as well work here, <laughs>
3: <laughs> especially against man covers. That's right. And eat it up, eat it up. You let that corner line up on the outside hip. I'm hammering that Texas all day long, baby. Like Texas Pete out here with the lasso. You kidding me? <laughs> um, some people are going, "What the heck's a Texas route?" Don't worry about it. It's just the angle route. That's all it is. Um, it could be. I've heard Texas referred to as circle routes, square in routes, cut routes, everything. It's just mm-hmm. whatever the OC depends uh, feels like calling it that day. I guess you could say. Um, all right, let's let's do this. Injury designations. Rob Demosky tweeted out game designations for the Packers. Out: Devondre Campbell, Darnell Savage, Luke Musgrave. Doubtful. Christian Watson, um, Emmanuel Wilson, and Luke Tenuta. Questionable, Jair Alexander, Dylan, Reed, Wicks, Ford, Rochelle, and Slayton. Reed went outside but technically did not practice. I think Reed's going to play. You know how that goes, boys. Um, He's listed as questionable, but that guy isn't going to miss. I don't think Wicks is going to miss either. The big one there is going to be Alexander. And I heard I seen several people tweeting about it. It sounded like Matt was a little more optimistic today than he has been in the past. I know there was some footage of him at practice today too, where it, it kind—I of, don't know—kind of looked like Alexander's a little bit closer, right? And uh, I think they said it's a was it a, a level two sprain, or maybe the two joint? I can't remember what the the technical terminology was, but now we're starting to hear the technicality of the injury there with the shoulder. Which Rob Domofsky reported it. He said there is an injury, but there's also a situation with him being upset with the organization or the coaching staff, however, he said it. Um, at no point did I don't think anybody on this show think Jair's just missed Jair's faking an injury. That wasn't the case at all. Um, it just so happened that he uh kind of got upset with being uh, I don't know what you want to say here, being silenced a bit in the locker room when talking to the media, right around the time he had the injury. So let the rumors run rampant, but there's definitely something there behind the scenes. I think we would all agree on that. But what do you think, man? You think you think this is the week we see Jair, Tim? I've been asking this for what three months now.
0: Yeah, and for three months I've been saying, yeah, <laughs> this, um, is this is like it. Like I said the other night, though, I mean it's it. it ja is a good road player, man. I, white you know, jersey game, yeah, white jersey game. So this would be a good one, and honestly, it'd be a good primer um, for him to get back out there against a. Uh, you know a Carolina team that's not to be taken for granted but certainly is is absolutely beatable and uh, it might be a good good game to just get loose and get your get your game legs underneath you a little bit um, and see if you can really hang out there a- after not playing for so long um, you know not just to, from a physical sense but you know it's kind of tough to get it going when you when you haven't seen the field in a long time. We saw that with Stokes um, last week. As well, so um, hopefully, job ja plays and then uh, is good to go for the rest of the year. But um, you know, we're doing this week by week, guys. I mm-hmm. I'll believe it. You know, when I see him with pads and a helmet on five minutes before game time,
4: at this point. So, what do you uh, think
3: of Milio? You called it, didn't Milio, You predicted he's playing this week, right?
4: Oh, he's playing for sure. When <laughs> he's falling right. out, he's uh, probably only half a game, I would say, or maybe half snaps, but spaced throughout the game, but. You know, because then if you get, you know, if it gets re-aggravated, let's get him off and see what happened. But why not get out there and, and try, like Tim said, get out there and just ball out for a little while on the road. Wear that white jersey. Maybe it gets the juju back and we're good to go.
0: I mean, you didn't have him on injured reserve like you probably should have. So we might, That's the I thing, mean, too, man. What like, would be the point of that if you weren't going to try and throw him out there every week? Right. So.
3: And like Coach LaFleur said last week, they miscalculated it, right? They miss, uh mishandled it, I guess. Not mishandled it, but – the evaluation was off. If they mm-hmm. if they thought for a second, hey, he's not gonna be able to play for six weeks, he would have been on the IR for four, right?
0: That I'll could explain that. some of Jaws' frustration too, with it like, could be, you yeah. know they might have been saying, Hey, we screwed up, you know, try to keep let's not draw too much attention to this. And he's probably like, Hey, that's on y'all. I mean, all I <laughs> right. can do is do my best. And if if you guys are dropping the ball, like I'm not gonna, you know, fall on my sword here, just you know, but
4: right. hey. I'm but speculating then, that may not be true at all, but but hey, if you are speculating, Tim, well, then him, him not flying to New York wouldn't have been as big of a deal if he was on IR, right? That's there, that's true. I so, mean, nobody's I mean, talking when, about Bakhtiari right, not right. flying with us, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, when have we, I mean, Luke Tenuta, that he's coming off, right? He's coming off IR soon, so or yeah, so I mean, it's all uh, it's all in the past now, right? No rear views. Yeah.
3: Yep. Doug in the chat says, "I think Wildy called it, quote, the number two joint." Okay, and it, yeah, all you Cheech and Chong's out there, we're not talking about the double <laughs> letters, all right? We're talking about the uh, the shoulder joint there, all right? Everybody, calm down. Uh, Chris N in the chat says, "Watson is a tough loss. The offense is totally different uh, with when he isn't in it." I believe is what he's trying to say. Unfortunately, he's only had 28 catches this year. Yeah, I I, I think we need to accept the fact too. You know, with Watson being out. Um, and if he doesn't play, I want them to just go to Dontavian Wicks. I want, and I'm not saying force the ball to him. I'm saying, hey, look, let's try him in number one on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. Let's build this offense around this young guy. Let's see what he's. Now's the time to see what he's got. What do you got yeah. to lose, right?
0: Especially, Especially when you can put Malik Heath in his spot. Yeah, right? and, I mean, and see what he can. Let's, let's let him cook a little bit too.
3: <laughs> yeah, let's see what we've got there. Um, You know, I I love Romeo Dobbs. I do. But when you watch Tay Wicks run a route, guys, it's I, I always think back to when Chad Ochocinco posted that video on Twitter where he was crying. And they're like, what? And I was going, what is this basket case doing? And he was watching Devontae Adams run routes, is what it was. He's like, it's beautiful. And he was literally had tears coming down his face. He was really crying. Like when you watch Tay, hey, somebody did a video on Twitter earlier today, and it was slow motion him on his breaks, whether it was an in cut, an out cut, a corner, a flag, whatever. It was just like, bro, we, we have got to get him. He needs to have more snaps than anyone in the wide receiver room right now. That's how sold I am on him. And and I know some people are going, Clayton, you're overreacting. I may be, but I would much rather look back in three weeks and go, okay, he wasn't quite as good as we thought, than to find out halfway through next year because we're just kind of holding him back. And and that's the other thing that Coach LaFleur talked about. I think it was Wildy that asked him, like, for someone to get a concussion in camp, miss all that time, right, and then come right out and pick up the offense like that, what's that say about his football IQ? What's that say about his ability to not only learn the playbook, understand his role. To the best of my knowledge, there's not been one time this year where I was like, "Tay, which ran the wrong route?" Right. Uh, that was a mental mistake on Tay. Not one time. So he's he's effort, got a full grasp right?
4: on and off the field is what yeah. is what that speaks to right there. He's he's grinding. Even when he had a concussion, he was learning things that he had no idea. I mean, first year in the NFL, all that. So it's yes. awesome. But like you said, why not? Why not try him out there? Christian's not out there. If you want Romeo to be your, oh, you know, your strong second, keep him right there. Throw Dontavian Wicks in, in there at number one, and then, uh, like uh, Tim was saying, bring up Heath or, um, you know, Smore or you know Jaden Reed in the slot, all that stuff, and just uh, figure yeah. out everything we can see.
3: Donovan uh, Schilling in the chat says, third and Wicks, baby. I love that nickname too." By the way, Third and Wicks, mm-hmm. pretty cool stuff. That needs to be on a, a card somewhere for sure. Um, all right, so this was really cool to see. You know, we talked about Luke Musgrave lacerating his kidney. What what game was it? Was that the Chargers game? I th- what what game was that? Was that the Chargers game? Pittsburgh? Oh. I can't remember.
0: Maybe. Maybe it was.
3: Musgrave? Anyway, yeah. when we seen him kind of go out of the game for a second and you could see him kind of hunker over and then he stood up and like, I'm good, I'm good. And he finished the game. And then now we're starting to find out the details behind the scenes of when they realized how bad it was. And it sounds like he realized it when he got home or it was after the game at some point. Got a quick video of him in the locker room. I apologize if it's too loud, but I would rather it be too loud than not loud enough. Hopefully it's loud enough that you can hear. Here's Luke Musgrave in the locker room.
5: Uh, when I got home, that was, was the big issue. Uh-huh. So yeah, when I got home, what was it? just blood in the urine. Yeah.
2: How hard was it I mean, I knew
0: something was probably wrong, but I mean
2: it's
0: kind of football, you play through pain, um and then you do much more after the
2: company. Yeah, stuff, just can't really
0: do much about it. It's not like an orthopedic thing. Um so yeah, that's tough. So
3: basically I got home a pissed blood and I thought, yeah, something's probably wrong. You yeah, know, it's football. You play hurt all the time, you just play through it. It's pain, like what mm-hmm. his guts are cut open. Mm-hmm. And this dude is like, Yeah, we play through pain all the time. I'm telling you, man, I'm yeah. so excited about he, this he, tight end room.
4: He said he got home one pee and he, he said he saw blood, so he called uh, he said he called flea. And then flea's like, He goes, Flea, should I go to the emergency room or like, do I have to? He goes, Yeah, yeah, man, if you're, <laughs> you're peeing blood, we're heading to the emergency <laughs> room. So, uh, take an aspirin
3: man. and go to sleep, kid,
4: right. So then he, he said that he got there and uh, they it wasn't getting better right away. So he stayed uh, extra night. And then uh, I think it was he was saying a level four out of five or something for severity. Yes. So hopefully yeah. he's, uh, you know, like he said, he was saying in there, you know, you, you don't it's not like, you know, you tore your ACL and you know where your range is, how your strength's back and everything it's as long as the pain. He, can, he said he can play through a little bit of pain, but you don't want to re-injure it and have that for a long term. I mean, the dude's twenty three, so. Yep. And Got we're talking to. internal organs here, guys. Right? Like, exactly. Vital, vital to your survival. Not.
0: Mm-hmm. Not an Not an ankle or a knee or a shoulder. You know.
3: Twisted my so. ankle. <laughs> nah, bro, my my kidneys bleeding. <laughs> Got it.
0: <laughs>
4: Bad back pain. He said he was shooting yeah. up his back, and yeah. Oh. I bet, man. I bet. <sighs> my
3: gosh. So Ryan Wood tweeted this little. Uh, Little thread out. I thought this was cool. Uh, Ryan was a great follow, by the way. At by Ryan Wood, B Y Ryan Wood. Okay, um, really good follow there. Does a great job. He just provides so many details. He, I never find myself reading Ryan Wood's tweets and going, yeah, "This is just a waste of time." It's always like, "Give me more." He said Luke Musgrave said he might not have finished the Chargers game. There you go. Uh, a few weeks ago, if he knew his kidney was lacerated, but it hadn't bled enough to be quote astronomically painful, end of quote, until he got home, saw the blood in his urine, and knew pretty quickly something was significantly wrong. Musgrave says he wants to play again this season, quote, I'll play through pain, he says, as if there was doubt. He also realizes this is a significant injury, and he must be cautious. Musgrave says his lacerated kidney was, quote, level four out of five, end of quote. grade and he still has pain. So we'll see. Level four out of five. That's insane. Ask Luke Musgrave how hard it was to finish the game with a lacerated kidney. Quote, not horrible. I mean, I knew something was probably wrong, but it's kind of football. <laughs> it's kind of football. You play through pain. It usually hurts more after the game. Spoken mm-hmm. like a true tie-in. I think we got us a dog there, man you with Craft, Tim. So excited about this end room, bro.
0: You know, when you say things like "Oh, you know," not astronomically painful. It's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> you know, you know, a guy like Luke Musgrave is uh, in a lot of pain when he passes out from it. That's probably the only time you're going to get him get him to say like, "Oh yeah, I mean that was bad. I mean, I yeah. I passed out from it. I mean, that guy will will run through a brick wall, literally. And yeah. it's just good to have guys like that on your team and you know Tucker Craft is uh, you know cut from the same cloth. I believe these two guys are kind of a different breed. They're kind of like a two headed monster there, but both tough as nails, both willing to play through through pain, gritted out, and uh, honestly, you know both of them have shown improvement since week one of this season, regardless mm-hmm. of the the ups and downs and the struggles that we've had. So I love yeah. our tight end room guys. You never know, we might might grab us another one here down the road too. And really have some some big depth there at that position, kind of like we do in the receiver room.
3: Yeah, for sure. Omar in the chat. Everybody hit his his new profile pick is a hit. Everybody's yeah, commenting on their profile pick. For those of you on the pot, it's Joe Barry with a Santa Hanna. It Looks like a Christmas card. I love how the pick is slightly tilted too. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. just to throw a little flair to it. Good stuff, Omer. He says craft and musgrave tough, tough sons of guns. Both of them uh with the rest of this team was so tough. Um I you can't ask for more. I mean, these are – I want to say kids. We know they're grown men. I got you. But, man, just to go out there oh. – you you heard all through training camp, too, LaFleur was talking about he would be leaving the facility and those two guys were sitting in there watching tape together. I don't know they had the playbooks, what it was, wasn't it? They were going through their iPad trying to get the playbook down. It's just so exciting. And hopefully, you know? that,
4: hopefully that keeps dripping down. You know, as, as this team grows, hopefully that toughness and that sort of attitude that they're – hey, if they're just sitting in there just, you know – grinding tape, doing all that at night, working, you know, extra hard on the field, all of that. Hopefully that just carries over and everybody starts to pick up on that and it it turns into something that they they roll with. Yeah,
3: for sure. Um, Doug in the chat said, quote, I knew something was probably wrong, end of quote, ended up with a level four laceration. L-O, you think? No doubt. Uh, let's see here. Omer in the chat said, Barry loses this game. The mob will be out with pitchforks on Monday to get him, LOL. Mm-hmm. I love how it's it's just Barry that's going to lose the game. No one else. Um, and you, I think you worded it perfectly, Omer, because that's pretty much what's going on with the fan base right now. As far as the pitchforks, buddy, they're already out. It ain't, I mean, <laughs> as far as the fan base, it's pretty unanimous. As a matter of fact, I've got a clip I'm going to play. This is embarrassing. Listen, I don't want this to turn into a rant cast. This is show this is this show's never going to be a rant cast. We don't want it to be a rant cast. But I do just want to continue to point out from time to time just how silly the fan base can be. And and it's why it's important that the level-headed fans need to be louder than the not-so-level-headed fans. This was on Willie and Tausch earlier today. They did a poll, guys. They did a poll. And they'll explain the question, but essentially what it was was you have to pick one of these scenarios. Win out and make the playoffs and keep Joe Barry as your DC or lose out, miss the playoffs so you can fire Joe Barry. And what do you hear the results? Here we go.
5: Would you rather lose out and have Joe Barry get fired or win out and make the playoffs? But Joe Barry remains the defensive coordinator. It was pulled at 421 p.m. on Sunday the 17th of December. It got so 1,445 votes. Without a Wildey retweet, right? Yeah, I had no idea this was bad. That that's a powerful poll. Yeah. Lose out, Joe Barry gone. 84%. Why is, Joe, why, why is Big Cat sending it from someone else when, I I, sent, I, I, I when we sent it from our own account six days ago? You're, you're going to have to take that up with him. Big Terrible. Cat, He's what off are you today. doing, Big Cat? Jesse, thanks for finding the correct poll. Good work. You're welcome, Mr. Wilde. Uh, 16% win out, keep Barry. Isn't that, isn't that a crazy stat? Yeah, I would think the, the, the benefits of winning out and your young team making the playoffs and the excitement and the momentum and all the great things that come with it, that speaks to how much people don't want Joe Barry as the defensive coordinator anymore. I mean, because that is, that is illogical. You would rather your favorite football team lose out yeah. lose their lose finish the season on a five game losing streak than win their last three and make the playoffs playoffs yes. <laughs> seems kind of <sighs> absurd yeah wow i don't i would disagree <laughs> vehemently with that position but what do i know what i do know
0: all right. So we've got it confirmed. 84 percent of the fan base are morons.
3: That's eighty-four percent of the fan base.
0: Well, eighty-four percent of people polled in the in the poll.
3: Very, I don't know if you very, can throw the whole
0: yeah. fan base under the bus.
3: Very well said. Very well said, Tim. I'm glad you said that. So 84% eighty-four percent of those
0: twelve hundred people are idiots. And-
3: and that's the thing, too. Like, sometimes when you do a poll, if it's like 60-40, you okay. There's probably some trolls in there, too. There are probably some Bears fans, you know, voting. Right. 84%. And then you go on Twitter and it's like, it might, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was 90%. But the fact that you're willing to say, I would rather my football team lose five games in a row when you've got a young quarterback, the youngest team in the league that's trying to create this momentum, that's you ask any football player, any coaching staff, any general manager, momentum is created in the moment, but it damn sure carries over from year to year. I mean, you want to talk about a Super Bowl hangover when you go from the top of the heat, losing as the as the second best team in the league, and how hard it is to get that momentum back that you created when you start the next season. And we're okay with losing five games in a row just so you could say, ha. I was right. He sucks. Get him out of here. I'm sorry, man. I, I sat here and said I don't want to turn into rant cast, but, man, I can feel my blood, like, getting hotter. What the hell are we doing as a fan base?
1: We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for 5 That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase.
3: Like, seriously, that that it's, we are more hung up on, I just want this guy out of here, than actually winning and having success. What it does, sadly, it proves exactly what I was saying about, I don't know, halfway through the season when I said, there are people that would rather this team lose so they can say, I was right, than be able to go, hey, man, I'm glad I was wrong. Let's go! Let's let's take off! Let's win this thing. It's it's mind boggling to me. I don't know.
0: And this uh, is this is just the the online Twitterverse and social media uh, fan base. Because I can all but guarantee, if I got up tomorrow and walked around the streets of Green Bay and conducted a poll in person with people on the street and asked them that same question, I guarantee you we would have different results. I think a lot of the people that sit online. Um, you know, they kind of you kind of get caught in that that time loop of just narrative. And you know, if you're a fan of a team, you want them to win. Period. Right. <laughs> like we want to win now. Yeah, you want us to go undefeated. But yeah, so don't. Yeah, Clayton, you're right. You know, it's it's not about being right. I would rather be proven wrong all the way to a Super Bowl yeah.
5: than,
0: than yeah. be right. You know, watching the playoffs
4: on, on TV. With, Imagine that with happening. But what would they say if we if we would just march our way right on down there <laughs> would we still fire him at the end if we well, if we bring, home, if we bring home Lombardi, would we still we, fire him we we talked
0: about this, right and I think a lot of these people may think they may actually think if we if we for some inexplicable reason drop another game this weekend they they, they fail, still think that Joe Barry will be fired next week and it's like guys, our, our coach basically said, we're not making any changes. So mm-hmm. suck it up, buttercup, out right. there. Uh, root for your team, hope for success, and let the business end of this whole situation handle itself in the offseason like it will. If you, if you, you want an 84% uh, uh, prediction here, I, I'd say there's an 84% chance or better, regardless of how this season turns out, that Joe Barry's not our defensive coordinator next year. So – just relax, cheer for your team. Stop worrying and obsessing about being right. It's a, right. That's a first class ticket to, to Depressionville for real. Worrying about yeah. being right all the time, guys. Just, just enjoy this team, man. Mike Hebering with the super chat. Appreciate you, buddy. He says, I'm
3: greedy. I want both win and uh, out, uh, win out <laughs> and Joe out. Hey, I completely agree. Mike. I completely agree. Obviously that wasn't one of the choices in the poll, but, uh, yeah, it's just I don't know, man. I I don't know where we're at as a fan base now. It, it, I'm telling you, it feels just like Aaron Rodgers last year. It's like when when a certain number of the fan base gets tired of someone, it's okay. I've I'm going to have to kick and scream and make a complete ass out of myself until he's gone, and then when he's gone, guess what? Let's find someone else to yeah. kick and
4: scream about. What's it going to be? Special teams next? Yeah. It's they're gonna I mean, they'll probably stay off the offense for a year and it'll probably be we'll probably go from defense to this year to special teams next year, offense, yeah. maybe right after our draft, sort of thing.
3: Yeah, Mike, thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. We appreciate you. Chris in the chat said this fan base isn't happy unless there's something to complain about. The minute our defense is top five, they will turn on the offense or special teams always something. Um yep. yeah, it kind of feels like that. We now. could go
0: 16 and one, win a Super Bowl, and they'd be complaining about the one game we lost. Right.
3: Chris in the chat said that's ridiculous It shows how uh, shows Packer fans as a whole are no better, no smarter than any other schlub Bears fan guy. Um that, that's the thing too. We've always we've always made fun of Bears fans for these type of things, right? Yep. And you remember in the offseason, all we heard, we had to hear it all off season, You're about to find out what it's like to not have a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you're about to see what the rest of the league's, you know, having to handle or having to deal with. And it's like, nah, this fan base is different. Here we are. We would okay. rather lose five in a row and miss the playoffs so we could fire a guy than try to. It's just mind boggling. Absolutely mind boggling. I heard that and I about, I'm telling you, I about dropped my phone. I was like, I, I thought it probably 60, 40, man. It, it's pretty toxic out there right now. 84%. 84%. O'Meara says, uh, we prayed for a deed to only give up 20 points. Very true. Man, we just, just got to be good enough, just good enough. Um, and it, it is amazing how last week, was hands down the worst coaching job Joe Barry's ever had. It's the worst the defense has looked under Joe Barry. Maybe it's the worst the defense has looked since the Ted Thompson era, to be honest with you, right? It, it looked that bad. The miscommunication, the blown coverages, the soft calls, all those things. Defensive coordinator to the players all the way down the line, the head coach not stepping in, all the way across the line. And and with that right there, it's the worst performance. This is, this is what we're talking about. This is how bad it is. That was one game this year, one yep. game. <laughs> like, and and to sit here and pretend like I'm not I'm not sitting there pretending like oh no the defense has been great we talked about it all year long. You were top borderline top five in points per game. You were top ten in points per play, and with everything else factored in, you're probably somewhere between 15 and 17 be, uh, best defense in the league.
0: And What's then, our red zone defense ranked prior yeah. to prior to last week as well?
3: Exactly, exactly. Um, You know, Wes Hochwitz, God love his heart, he tweeted something out in the middle of a game saying that we – I think we were second in the league in points allowed off of turnovers, meaning when our offense turned the ball over, we were second best in the league in preventing points scored. Like, those those things don't matter. Situational Mm -hmm. football does does not matter. All that matters is DVOA, and then from week to week, if we want to bitch and moan about the rushing yards, we'll do that when it's convenient. But when you hold a running back to, you know, whatever it was – couple weeks ago where we held the running back to what was it 3.8 yards a carry don't mention it that week because we got diced apart in the passing game i thought the rushing yards were everything what are we doing here right like it's just again barry needs to be gone i agree if i'm running the organization i'm going to go out and try to find the next great young defensive mind that's Coaching a scheme, a specific scheme that's on the uptick, not on the way back down, not something that was good two years ago, and try to keep this thing moving in the right moment, in the right direction. But I'm telling you right now, if someone asked me that question, they said, hey, look, you you can control everything right now. You can control whether you go to the playoffs and win three games in a row at the end of the season and create momentum for the next year for your young quarterback, this young offense, the coaching staff that, you know, people forget the coaching staff as humans. Forget Joe Barry. Think about LaFleur for a second. Think about Rebrovich. Think about, uh, you know, all the way across the line, Stenovich, which Stenovich, everybody wants him fired too from time to time. It just depends on what week it is. Momentum is important, and you would rather be right than than gain that momentum. It's just it's mind boggling, absolutely mind boggling. Um, let's see here. Doug in the chat says, Clayton, I saw your tweet about Matt Canada. I laughed out loud. Did you guys see that tweet by chance? That, that Pittsburgh
4: actually got worse.
3: Yeah, they they fired Matt Canada. They were chanting "fire Matt Canada," and since they fired him, it's two point they're scoring two points less per game. Immediately, guess what happened? You remember when I talked about putting the. Uh, uh, gosh, what was it the Robert Sala tweet up going? How, how the world did you give up sixty-four points to a division rival in the two matchup, the two times you played them this year, and people immediately, oh, okay, you're just cherry picking stats. They got a horrible offense. <laughs> I put that up about Matt Canada. Guess what people said? Well, you know, they're that's because they're having to play with Miss Trubisky now. Gotcha. Let's continue to make. Now, remember when people tried to bring up the excuse for the Packers defense and how many starters were missing? Keep making excuses for him. Yep. Mm-hmm. You see how it works. It cracks me up. It absolutely cracks me up. Anyway, Ron in the chat. Appreciate you, buddy. He says, uh, not the intelligent part of the fan base. I agree. And then uh, too old for this says, I'm all for fans fanning how they want to fan. Amen. But if at any time in your fandom you unconditionally hate the team, you aren't a fan. And it, I'm telling you right now, I mean, it just embarrasses, embarrasses the rest of the
0: fan. Base. You know, and we can go ahead and say it too. Most of these social media type fans – you know they only know the Aaron Rodgers era let's be honest you know you have you have people that have cheered for this team longer than i have longer than you have clayton um that that understand what it means to be a packer fan and this is where that term you know the the vocal the overly loud and vocal minority is yeah. who these fans are and right. it, it's it's right. making us all look bad it really is yeah
3: and some people are probably saying well why are you talking about it cuz i want to out these people that's why I want people to know like when I literally put a tweet up earlier in the year and said, it blows my mind that people are actively rooting against the Packers just to be right. And you should have seen the responses. Hey, ain't nobody saying that you're over 84%. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it all year long. You, I should screenshot the DMs sometime. I should do that just to show y'all some of the DMs I get, but, uh, Donovan Schilling in the chat says, uh, guys, 84% means nothing. There's still a good percent of our fan base. I don't know, maybe somewhere around
5: 65%. 65%
3: <laughs> that don't even want love. We all went through this same thing through the Favre Rogers transition. R-E-L-A-X, as a wise man once said. Appreciate it, uh, Donovan. Good comment there, buddy. Um, yeah, just uh Let's just try to rein it in if we can, fellas. That's all I'm asking. Let's try to be better fans. Um, that just blew my mind, man. I couldn't believe it. I love watching Towser's reaction to, as a as a as a player, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine thinking that, like seeing that, that. You want you want us to lose five in a row? Like imagine what the locker room would think about that. Now keep in mind these are the same fans that are probably in Devondre Campbell's tweet uh, replies, right? They're talking about him being soft. You suck. Get out of Green Bay. You know, this guy's trash. He's washed up. All those things, right?
0: That's how you talk about players on a team that you you love, that you cheer for. I don't understand
3: it. You're actively rooting for the team to lose, and you're going in and criticizing the player for playing hurt. And we wonder why people don't want to come to Green Bay as free agents. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I know people like to talk about Rodgers and that, that regard, but, um, that he, you know, he just couldn't recruit or what have you, but I'm telling you, man, maybe, maybe I mean, what what we
0: do. We did chalk talk, right. And we saw, we saw some plays and we broke down the plays, you know, and we kind of dragged the play, not the player. Mm-hmm. We yeah. said, gee, it looked like, it looked like Dre could have closed out there and got that pick. You know, it's not saying he, we didn't drag him. Right. And then lo and behold, we find out what the deal was. The guy's playing hurt. So you're going to lose a step or two. <laughs> yeah. You know,
3: and with an, from what I understand, it's a neck injury, right? Like they said, yeah. shoulder neck issues. So, bro, along with, with the, the animals that
0: he's been dealing with all year, on top of it.
3: And those fans that are talking, are oh, he soft? He's better. The same ones, they wake up, they sleep wrong, wake up with a crick in their neck, and they call in sick to work.
4: Yeah. You know yeah. <laughs> yep. right, same the same guys. fans that were spiraling when we went on our last four game losing streak. And like, you want to go on a five this time? Yeah. Oh. I don't, I don't get that.
3: Zach just became a YouTube member of the PTA Posse. welcome to the crew, Zach. What's up, Zach? Make sure we get you entered into a contest to win autograph memorabilia. Um, just sent out two more autograph jerseys today to uh fans that won those. So uh yeah, welcome to uh welcome to the posse, man. Appreciate you joining, appreciate you supporting the stream. It's absolutely awesome. Um, let's see here. Real quick, let's do a, a quick uh quick plug here for the official sports book of Packers Total Access. Uh, bet us if you guys want to support the stream and do it in a way that costs zero dollars all you got to do is click on the link in the description of this uh this youtube video and that'll send you directly to bet us by using that link it shows them that we sent you to their website and puts us in better standing with them you know when you kind of talk about bet us and the platform they've got you got to talk about the spread. You got to talk about the upcoming game. The market has shifted quite a bit, guys. You know, earlier I was talking about how BetUS actually had the Packers as six-point favorites. The market continues to shift. I think PFF at one point had it at five-and-a-half. They're not a bookie, but they kind of followed the big bookies, the big sports books across the, across the country. Right now the market is now Packers are four-point favorites, okay? And the way it sits, 64% of the cash is on plus four. For the uh, the Panthers for you know four points and, and the Panthers uh, you know basically using those four to uh, cover the spread there and then with tickets sixty seven percent of the tickets are on the Packers when you talk money line uh, let's see eighty six percent of the cash on the money line is on Green Bay and fifty two percent of the tickets are on the Panthers so the money is on Green Bay to win outright but it looks like the money is uh, saying essentially that the Panthers are going to lose the game but. By no more than uh, what three and a half points, if you will. So it's going to be a close game, is kind of what the public is predicting when it comes to the gambling side of things. Again, now they have they being bet us, um, has the Packers as four and a half point favorites, is where they're sitting. You know, we like to give you guys a quick prop bet every week. This is the one that stood out to me, according to PFF's edge, um, 21.8 percent, all three bars full here. They're saying take uh, Tommy Trimble, the tight end for the Carolina Panthers, I think his name's Tommy. Uh, It's tight end tremble for the Carolina Panthers under one and a half receptions. Um, That's looking like one of their best bets, if not their best bet. Now, when you go to bet us, you can find tremble on the right side there under plus plus one forty two. If you take the under on one and a half, you could probably find a couple more to put a little parlay together, but I would stick with Tommy tremble. That's the one that I feel like is probably the best bet. I'll be putting action on it. But as we always say, guys, um, don't ever bet a single dollar that you can't afford to lose, okay? Make sure you gamble responsibly. Again, that's BetUS, the official sportsbook of Packers Total Access, now celebrating their 30th year in business. So we'll talk about the summary real quick for the game. Guys, do a little preview of this Packers-Panthers. I think it's going to be closer than people think it's going to be. No matter who wins out, I think it's going to be one of those games where you got a defense trying to get their feet back under them. You've got an offense that's been pretty much horrible all year in the Carolina Panthers, although their defense has played pretty well if you look at the PFF grades alone. The big matchup here, though, It's got to get you excited, Tim, when you look at quarterbacks comparisons like this, man. Jordan Love was the main question mark we needed answered. The main question we needed answered going into this season, 77.1 compared to the number one overall pick, Bryce Young, at 51.7. We've definitely got the edge when it comes to the quarterback room. Now, when you look at the overall ranking, according to PFF, team-wise, they've got the Packers ranked 18th, the Carolina Panthers are ranked 31st. The power rank for defense uh, on Green Bay has plummeted now to 25th. Carolina's is 17th. And then you've got uh power ranking on offense. Green Bay is 12th. Uh, they're knocking on the door for a top 10 offense, according to PFF, which is really cool. And then the uh, the power ranking on offense for the Carolina Panthers is 30th. What sticks out to you here, Tim, when, when we're kind of looking at this game on the surface? You got the quarterback matchup, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. And that's not a knock on Bryce Young. He's still coming along. But, um, Absolutely. yeah, I'm – happy to see Jordan progressing the way he is. And, uh, this is, this is going to come down to the defense. You know, RD has got to show up. I think this is going to be a good bounce back game for us, but, um, you know, they're going to take that. They're going to take that to heart that, that slip into power ranks. Not, not that they're just, you know, looking at these metrics constantly or anything, but, you know, they know the word is out about this defense right now. And everyone in that locker room knows that they're better than that, than they played last week. So, I'm looking for this defense to uh to show up and show out here in Carolina and you know the if the offense can keep putting points on the board like I think they will I mean it, it, this game doesn't have to be as close as we think it could be you know if we get a good good performance out of this defense so to me it's all on the D um you know I don't I don't get into the weeds too much with the um you know with these these particular metrics but it is interesting to to look at um how this is shaping up going into Sunday
4: Yeah,
3: what do you think there, uh, Emilio? How you feeling about it? Looking at this, man.
4: Um, I like everything Tim was saying. It is going to be a huge defensive game, but I also would be completely fine with the offense. Just like let Matt Matt just needs to start hucking the ball over the field. Um, (laughs) You know, just let Jordan Love just humming around and and see how it goes. Like you said, get some reps to Wicks. Get all that. We're not going to want to run Aaron Jones into the ground. Um, You know who 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 else we're going to have at back. So I think it's going to be another 40 pass game. I do. I I think he's going to throw it a lot. And I think that Matt's going to want to, if, you know, if he's looking out for Joe or anything like that, I mean, why wouldn't you just want to put as much distance between, you know, you and the opposing team as you can. So I I think he's just going to not let up. I think he's going to hum it around.
3: Yeah. And you'll think about the running game too, like, you're looking at the San Francisco 49ers. They got their, some of the most some of the best productivity in the running game from the running back position this year. San Francisco's right toward the top. And then I think it was the L.A. Rams' uh, running back from last night. I can't remember his name. His, his mother was there in attendance, all that. They did a big story on him. He is second in the league in rushing, I believe. I think Christian McCaffrey might have been first. I know they mentioned those two names together. So you're seeing both the McVay system and the Shanahan system although they're from the same tree, they're very different. They're both having success running the ball. We're struggling to run the ball, right? I personally think it's because of personnel, not because I'm so smart and I think that's the case, but it's because that's how Mike Wall thinks. Is like when you look at San Francisco, man, they can run any kind of run scheme they want. There's a bunch of dogs on that offensive line, especially at the tight end position there too. Uh, and and then you got use check at fullback the whole nine yards. But Red Mo said in the chat that 77.1 is beautiful. Talking about Jordan Love's. Uh, PFF grade completely agree there let's look at the offensive side of the ball real quick if we can here so when we're in 12 personnel you look at the matchups here Rasheed Walker at left tackle 69.5 Elton Jenkins 66.8 Josh Myers 61.1 now the 20th highest graded center John Runyon at 53.8 the 57th highest grade guard Um, Zach Tom still the 11th highest uh, graded tackle I think he was third highest graded right tackle at seventy-nine point five, Tucker Craft now up to sixty point five. Guys, he's thirty-third now, according to PFF, the thirty-third highest graded tight end in the league. And then, of course, Josiah if They're projecting him to be healthy. Fifty-two point four, still continuing to struggle. When you look at their front on the other side, you've got Gross Matos at sixty-eight point seven at the edge position, right outside linebacker. They obviously play a thirty-four, just like us. You got Williams at right end, fifty point one total at nose tackle, fifty point four. Brown at 85.3 an absolute stud at left end, seventh highest graded defensive lineman according to PFF, and then you got Brian Burns at 78.2 at left outside linebacker, okay? So just kind of looking at that on the surface there, what do you guys think um about 12 personnel here, Tim? You know, the big weak spot seems to be there on the left side, right? And we've said it talked about it all year long, but for whatever reason we kind of out-scheme ourselves when it comes to running the football, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh seeing Horn and Wicks there at a, as a possible matchup kind of letting credence to your point, you know, throw them out there against their, against their best corner and mm-hmm. uh, let's see what let's see what we can do. I, I got a feeling that uh, Horn's going to have uh, his work cut out for him trying to handle young Don Wick out there doing his thing. Um, but, yeah, you know, the running game is going to be something that I, I feel like I've said this multiple times this year. We We just have to run enough to make them believe we're running. You know, we can't get away from we cannot get away from the run long enough that when we're trying to set up this play action and things like this, that it just it doesn't work because they don't believe you're going to run. We saw that last week. We, I mean, we force fed Aaron Jones the ball the entire first quarter, and then it just disappeared along with most of our run game. So um, I think we need to be effective on the ground, effective enough to, uh, you know, like um, Jacob, like Emilio was just saying, uh, let Jordan air this ball out, man, you know. Give them give them some room to throw here on uh some of those Texas routes that uh Emilio likes Definitely. so much.
4: Definitely. I I Tim, you, you called it, man. Let's see some, let's see some of that. Uh they do have a good safety too up there, Woods. So Jordan's yeah. gotta be a little careful. But again, it's all things that they're learning, all things that they've seen this year. Um, they're growing from it. So it, it's cool to see. Uh they do have a strong um, you know, right side there with uh, Brown and Burns holding off that right edge. So we got to really hope Tom holds up well and the right guards got to be ready to help pick up. You know, we got to make sure that stays kind of sound to um, Sunday so that it doesn't get out of hand and loves running for his life back there. Um, But uh, I know the chat was saying, you know, their, their uh, Panthers defense is decent. So it's not like we're, you know, we're not going up against 32nd ranked. So we, we got to still kind of show up and, and play.
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now this, you you mess around – I mean, they beat the Falcons just now, right? Right. And they did it right Right, exactly. So, any given Sunday, man. And, and they're looking to come in here and, and attack a wounded dog that is the Packers, right? They want to – guess what they want to do, guys? It's hard to believe, but they're trying to create momentum to end right. the year too because it's a real thing. Yep. Guarantee you their fan base isn't saying lose out. I don't know, maybe they are. Who knows? Anyway, um, when you look at the linebacker position, you've got a 49.2 and then you've got Luvu – Luvu – Love you. Huh? Is it love? I don't LeVue. know. Lavoo, There it is. Tim got it, I think. 75.0, 24th highest-graded linebacker. So, according to PFF, got one pretty solid inside linebacker. The other is Dookie. All right. <laughs> when we look at the 11 personnel here, let's kind of break it down. Let's go to our 11 personnel, three wide receiver sets. This looks a lot better than 12 to me. It has all year, to be honest with you. But we got Wicks, 76.3, now the 20, 28th highest-graded uh, wide receiver. Jaden Reed, 70.2 in the slot. Dobbs at 68.8 on the other boundary. They're uh, typically playing the Z. Now, when you look at the cornerbacks and how they match up, you got Jackson 62.6 over Wicks at 76.3. You got Hill at 67.4 over Reed at 70.2. And you got Horn on the opposite side, their best corner, 81.1. Solid, stout corner there. Young corner, great corner. Um, one solid corner, but there's really no no big hole when it comes to the secondary, in my opinion. Even when you go to the safety position, you got Woods, the sixth highest graded safety at 82.1 and Bell on the strong side at 64.5. So um going to be one of those games you got to protect the football. I think it's gonna come down to turnover differential as always. Yep. And what kind of momentum are you creating in the middle eight? It's gonna be a close game. I see this one. Uh if if I was betting on this game. I'm not even going to say it. I just say it's going to be a close one. I'll just leave it at that. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think about 11 personnel, Tim? Um, makes you a little cautious, right? That's, you can see where they're they're making their hay is in their nickel set. You know, they're looking a little more stout than having those big guys up front there with that 34 front against your uh, against your 12 personnel nickel looking pretty good here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we talked about Rome earlier. You know, this this would be a nice uh, nice coming out. Uh, game for him you know we haven't seen a big game out of him in a while um other than the steady Eddie type of catches that he makes I still feel like he's probably the best receiver we have on the team at the contested ball contested catches he tends to come down with those um so you know I think if he can play well um and draw enough attention in that secondary that you know Wicks and Reed are going to eat um Mm -hmm. and like I said pepper in some Malik Heath as we go down the depth chart too um but yeah you know this what we're really saying with all these breakdowns, just, you know, is that we can't take this team for granted guys, you know, their, their defense that there's some, there's some playmakers on that defense. I mean, they're not loaded, but we have to, uh, we have to respect our opponent, not fear them. But I I would hate uh, to take this uh, matchup for granted because there's no gimmies in the NFL for sure. Mm
3: Yeah, Chris in the chat said, "Guys, I watched Mike Wallace Carolina preview. Their defense is stout. This is absolutely no pushover. Big matchups for Gary and Preston versus their tackles." Let's uh, yep. let's go ahead and jump into that side of the ball real quick. Um, thirty-four base. All right, let me put that chat down real quick there, Chris. So when we go to our thirty-four base, obviously they're in twelve personnel. Looking at their offensive line, you got uh, a kwanu on the left side, sixty-two point three. Then you got Mays at left guard, sixty-five point nine. You got Bozeman in the center position at 63.0. Pretty much right there on par with how Josh Myers has played. Jensen at right guard, 40.5. I'm assuming that someone's banged up there at the right guard position because they don't have his actual ranking there. Uh, Maybe he is a true starter. I don't know, but that's definitely the weakest link in the offensive line. And then you got Moulton. On the right at the right tackle position at 72.1. Like we said, Trimble at, at tight end, 54.6. And you got Sullivan, their backups actually grading out higher there. If you go to 12 personnel, it's 64.0. When you look at our front five, right? And I think it was, I think he had it marked here. Our boy Mike Ebering said, Who has had the better career so far, Gary or Brian, uh, Brian Burns? I don't know what the stats show, but when you watch the tape, when you look at the grades and you look at the, the amount of pressures, as far as sacks, I don't know. Mike but uh, you know how I feel about that and I feel like we probably disagree when it comes to how important sacks are for me it's I'd much rather have somebody have more pressures and less sacks than more sacks and less pressures that's just me I want you affecting the pocket consistently not just you know getting a sack here or there next thing you know you look up you got 10 sacks on the year that type of thing um but uh yeah I would say it's got to be Gary personally but I haven't dug too deep into Burns I know Burns last year underperformed because they were Actively shopping him, from what I understood. But uh, when you look at our front five, Preston Smith seventy point one, Kenny Clark sixty seven point six, T.J. Slayton sixty three point two, Devontae Wyatt sixty five point three, Rashawn Gary eighty one point two. Emilio, what sticks out to you here, man? When you look at the defensive front against their offensive line here in twelve personnel,
4: we've talked about it all year, man. The def- it, it starts in the trenches. Uh, I, I hope Slayton can go. That'll help. That'll help. Uh, you know, solidify the center there, but you know, Wyatt, let's have a game on, you know, let's have a game on uh, the 42 guy. Um, you know, Gary, we we want to see him coming off the edge. We need to, we need to see the, um, like you said, it doesn't need to be sack production, but let's get some pressures on him. Let's force Bryce, you know, to, to think fast, think on his feet, make make a mistake. We need all of that. Um, if that's what people want from this defense, let's make an explosive play. You know, let, let's get a, Strip sack, fumble. You know, Enigbari did it last game. Let's have, let's do it again. Let's get two turnovers. Let's double it. Um, they, they need to, they need to ball out. They really do. Yeah.
3: When we switch it up to the nickel uh, formation here against their eleven personnel, Thielen hands down their best receiver. Plays in the slot primarily when you're uh, when you're in eleven personnel. You know, them being obviously the Panthers. When you look at our secondary though. I get so pissed off every week when I look at the secondary grade and think of Russell Douglas, man. I get angry every week, and I'm so tired of getting angry over it. But Stokes, if he is healthy enough to go, 46.8 is his grade right now. Some people are going, ah, it's just because he hurt. Guys, before he got hurt last year, he's grading out in the 50s. We got to call it like you see it. Like, you can't can't cherry pick PFF when when it tells the story you want it to tell, you want to talk about it. And then when it proves you wrong, just say, oh, well, it's just PFF. I I, I don't play like that. I'm sorry. Stokes, 46.8. That's looking more like a, a bad first-round pick, kind of kind of like the Savage pick, to be honest with you. Nixon's now down to 58.9. Carrington Valentine, don't put a lot of blame on him. He's at 59.8. He's a seventh-round rookie trying to cut his teeth. When you look at the secondary and knowing how they played last week, if anybody's going to get hot this week, probably going to be Thielen in a slot look for those trip sets look for that pre-snap motion look for them to go quad and empty out look them look for them to go to empty 11 heck they may go empty 12 get you in your 34 get you really vulnerable right and then empty out and look for Thielen and spacing anytime you play a zone heavy defense the goal is to overload that zone overload that zone Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's what they're going to try to do man so uh, Tim what do you think man 11 personnel here against our secondary obviously Rudy Ford the only bright spot in the secondary it's funny how he couldn't even get on the field early in the year um, when he was healthy 69.8 and then you got Jonathan Owens
0: 57.1 yeah i um, my I go right to that slot matchup there with Thielen and and Keyshawn um, you know we've seen Thielen light us up out of the slot in his days in Minnesota too and uh, you know we're no stranger to that, to that matchup. And, uh, it does, it makes me a little nervous. I feel good though, about Rudy Ford back there. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, hopefully, you know, J O is, um, you know, every once in a while, we get a really good game out of him. You know, I don't want to write him off completely. You know, if anybody's due back there, it's probably J O, um, make some plays, but you know, defensively, that's what we have to do. We have to make it as difficult as we can on, on this Carolina offense. And it is, it's going to come down to, uh, you know, creating turnovers, man, making, making some plays, being plus one, plus two, giving ourselves a chance to win. But, you know, just matchup wise, man, I got to see, uh, we got to see a big game from Kenny Clark, man. We got to see a big game from him. Um, And this is a good opportunity against uh, that offensive line that, you know, we can, we can beat that offensive line, you know, for sure. But, um, you know, as far as the coverage is, guys cannot be miscommunicating. Uh, They got to work together, uh, play their quarters. They have to. They have to execute because, you know, the heck with Thielen. We could have, you know, one of these, uh, who is that, Mingo over there, 55.9 uh, PFF grade. You know, any, you know, anyone could could end up having a day um, if we're not playing properly. So, you know, hopefully, like Devondre Campbell alluded to uh, earlier this week, that, you know, hey, they like the game plan. They're working through it. We'll see what, what happens on Sunday. Guys got to go out and execute. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
3: Let's wrap it up in the chat here. Jim says I'm with you, Clayton, on Rasul, a real head scratcher. Still, I, I, make make it make sense. Someone please make it make sense, and, and please don't tell me fourth round value because I will throw something <laughs> against the screen for God's sake. Um, Donald uh, Donald Krieger in the chat says Campbell is already rolled out for the game. WTH? Yeah, um, he played hurt last week. Guys, he looked bad last week. Like, if that's the level of play you're going to get, if he's that hurt with that neck injury, shoulder injury, whatever it is. Let him sit it out, man. Let him get healthy, for God's sakes, you know. Mm -hmm. And kudos to him for going out there and trying rather than, he shouldn't have played in the first place. He cost us the game. I I just don't choose to look at it like that, man. Dude out there putting his – literally putting his neck on the line and we're going to dog him for having a bad game. It is what it is. Um, But that's why he's out, ruled out already. He said, man, he's tired of playing hurt and everybody picking him apart. I think he was talking about the fans. Uh, other people believe he's talking about the coaching staff, although he's come out and praised Matt LaFleur. Uh, Joe Barry's praised him, said he's a 1,000% a leader. But uh, you know, everybody's got their differing opinions on that. It could be a little both, too. Who knows, right? Um, Badger Trio says, I just think the Packers defense wants to prove people incorrect about what's been said. That's the thing, too. Like, forget the coaching staff for a second. Look at what people are saying about you. If you really are a bunch of dogs and a mm-hmm. bunch of first-round picks, Tim, like – have a little pride, like, we you know, what are you just gonna let everybody dog you? I mean, it was a talking point everywhere in the national sports media. I hope, I hope Matt Lafleur's got that stuff on loop in the locker room on the TVs and stuff. Right, just people just talking absolute trash about this defense, yep. and, and I, I want to see those guys come out. I want to see, I want to see bang Gary, like someone else said in the chat here. Um, who was it that said sure, it? They, or, yeah. Bain with Bane Gary with three. you you seen him sitting on the bench after that game, ticked off. And listen, you go back and watch the New York Giants take, you could you could see what happened. I think it was Michael Lombardi pointed it out too. You know, we talked about rushing upfield. Tim, they weren't attacking the pocket, they were rushing around, rushing around, getting yep. those running lanes, attack the pocket, compress that pocket. I'm okay with a quarterback scrambling out of the pocket and making a big gain. I got you. But just to, to rush upfield and let him step up in the pocket and take off straight upfield. And again, we were playing a lot of man coverage that game. That's why it happened. We Now the very next game where we do, we switch to zone. Now we're blowing coverages in zone. It doesn't matter what the call is. There's miscommunication everywhere. But I, I want to see the same thing with Bane Gary, man. Come out and look at this right here. Derek K also says LVN, two more sacks. LVN, I think by the end of this year, this, this last three-game stretch, if he stays healthy, I think he's going to be one of those guys who go, all right, we got us something there, dude. That's going to be a leader on this team. And uh, I love Preston Smith, but I would really like to see L V and get the majority of the snaps next year because we he is too good to keep off the field. You know what I mean? So yeah. um parting thoughts, Tim. Let's go around the horn here once, man. What do you think? How are you feeling about it? I know you're not gonna be here for Good Morning Lambo, right?
0: Yeah, I won't I won't be here tomorrow morning. gotcha. Um, hopefully be back for the evening show though, for sure. Got it. Got it. Good um, stuff. What do you uh what do you think, man? Talk to him. Um, I think it's cool that uh, you know, you've got uh Mr. Daryl Thompson joining us. Yeah. That's uh
4: that's awesome. I'm joining
0: you guys in the morning, that is. I won't be there, but I will be uh watching it back. The beauty of YouTube, right? Um, so hopefully you can uh twist his arm and get him to hang around a little longer and talk some old school ball. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, man, you know, my head is uh focused on uh this this matchup this Sunday, and it is. It's it's gonna come down to our defense. You know, Mike Hebering made some good points today about uh like we have right here, um You know, our offense is better than the Panthers offense, but, you know, the Panthers defense is playing better than our defense has played as of late. And so um, at the end of the day, man, it's going to come down to our D showing up. I think Jordan and the boys on offense are going to be able to move the ball and find a way to score, but it might not be a 40 burger, guys. It might not be. It might not be 30 burger. Might be a 10 to
3: seven game. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You know, or 2017, something like that. So, you know, hopefully it's 20 to three because our defense just shows up. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the kind of mentality I have, you know, the, the D is going to be the X factor here on Sunday. And uh, I agree with you, Clayton. I think the, I think the players are tired of the talk and um, are, you know, at least the, the, the way they're being perceived right now. Um, And hopefully that they show up and show out on a, on a road trip here down to Carolina. So, and, uh, you know, hopefully Ja sees the field too. Fingers crossed for uh, Jair. And uh, to just real quick, I saw someone mention something in the chat about um, uh, if uh, Jair is healthy, do we move Stokes to the slot and, uh, you know, make a change rather than Keyshawn? Because Keyshawn's been struggling at the slot. I'll be honest, I'd rather see Ja play the slot than Eric Stokes. I, I, Eric Stokes is a boundary corner uh plain and simple um i think jaws a little more versatile even coming off of uh injury but um at the end of the day i don't anticipate too many major changes there in personnel uh barring you know injuries or that kind of crap so uh hopefully the guys that we have show up and play you know green dot for quay walker i'm putting it on the defense guys you know so uh quay and Zay in the middle there that that's going to be the x factor on d i think we'll get good play from our front and our edge edge guys but uh secondary's got to show up in this one
3: got to yeah we we kind of glossed over it real quick I'll hit it one more time real quick inside linebacker Quay Walker now to 58.4 Isaiah McDuffie 59.4 obviously uh Devondre Campbell out so yeah it's going to be a key matchup there for sure Donovan Chilling in the chat said all I want for Christmas is a Packers dub nothing else matters man See. unless you're a part of 84 percent of the fan base so but I digress here. Sam in the chat, you pointed this out to me, uh, Emilio. Sam uh, Shaver in the chat said, "Had one of my lac- lacrosse players lacerate his kidney. He showed up. He showed me the MRI, and that thing was blown up like a broken plate." Can you imagine? go Luke Musgrave. Can we please? Can someone send him some appreciation tweets tonight? Yeah, <laughs> please. We're trying to battle back. What's your parting thoughts here, Emilio? Uh,
4: Like you, you and Tim were both saying, there the defense. If we had that playing on, on repeat in the locker room the only way to get that taste out of their mouth is to show up and smack somebody around on the field. That is the only way to do it. You can't, you can't, you can't make any more words on Twitter. You can't, you know, produce stuff in text. It's not, dude, you got to show up in those 60 minutes. And that's, that's what I think they're going to want to do. Why are they not going to want to, it it doesn't have to be for Joe. It doesn't have to be for it doesn't have to be for Matt. It doesn't have to be for Goody. It could just be for them. It could be for the love if they love the Packers. Let it be for that. If they love football, if they just love the game, let it be for that. Um, but you know, at, at some point, should, you know, you can you can shut them up by by showing up. Um, yeah. And uh, the only other thing I was I was thinking was I think it was Matt was talking about it. The defense ha- or I'm sorry, our offense has seen this defense all in the off season mini camp. This is, you know, a three, four, same style. So let's, 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 we know how to, we know how to work around it. We've practiced against it all year. Let's do, let's do a couple things that we've been saving. You know, if we have to get outside the box, fine, let's do it on first and second. Kind of like how, you know, I know how that's how we like it, Tim, right? Let's get it out of the way now and get it, get it over with. But um, the, uh, you know, offense and defense, we need a team performance. I won't even bring the special teams into it. I just want Anders to keep kicking straight and, uh, and wheeling to keep putting it down there. Um, and that, and that's it. I, I'm happy with that.
3: AFAM in the chat said it's time for a fake punt. That's, that's so Here specific.
4: That's I think it's time to point. not have to punt. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Let's
0: not yeah. punt on Sunday.
3: Badger trio said, I just prefer 65%. 65%. 65%. 65%.
0: That's
3: what we, people would trio. Oh, Mary's got the line of the night though. You know, Afam said a fake punt. Omer said we got a fake defense, A-fam. <laughs> Get out of here, Omer. What's wrong with you, dude? I'm sorry, man. I gotta I gotta do it to Best. you. Roadhouse. Yeah, Roadhouse that's All right, guys, we're out of here. Be back in the morning, 7 a.m. Central with uh, Daryl Thompson if Emilio wakes up and he's not too hungover he'll join us as well um, but <laughs> we're we're going to be talking to Daryl Thompson for those of you who don't know do a little research on him it's pretty cool um, played running back for the Packers in the early 90s he was there to kind of watch that team ascend you know starting in 92 won nine games 93 won nine games 94 won nine games and 95 I think they went to 10 or 12 wins of course won a Super Bowl in 96 but it's going to be cool to get his perspective on hey what did that team what was it like in the locker room you know when did when did things kind of click for you was it brett coming in what, you know what was homegrown like there's so many so many angles we can take and i'm just going to go daryl talk to me, tell me about 1992 dude. And i'm going to shut up and get out of the way that's going to hmm. be dope. so i'm uh, looking forward to talking to him so appreciate everybody hanging out with us tonight this was a fun episode um sorry for the rant but we just got to be louder than those knuckleheads, man. Mike Hebring, thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. Congratulations to Zach. Appreciate you becoming a member of the PTA Posse YouTube member. Um, if you guys are interested in that, just click on our homepage, click join, and that will enter you into contest to win autograph memorabilia from Green Bay Packers, something we like to do on here. Also, if you get a chance, hit that like button for us. It will help Packer fans uh, find this content, find this channel, and uh, kind of boost the algorithm for us. So really, really appreciate you all hanging out with us. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world, and go pack Packers.
2: The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Yes, our Y-n or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. To get an isolation with the with the linebacker. We tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. If the Y-n has the linebacker take him out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, all the way around. If you look at this play, we're trying to get us a seal here, and a seal here, and try to run this play in the alley.